0: Give him a show, bro. Blow the show. Come on. Give him. Coming to you live from a little grass shack in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, it's the Junior Kekueva Junior Show starring Junior Eva Junior. Jr. along with the Wayne Bonet Band, as he makes any kind from Hawaii. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Jr. Keku Wilbur Jr. Ah, oh, mahalo, mahalo, Scott. Ka-. Oh, mahalo, Scott. Thank ka-. you, Scott. Mahalo. shout out up, Marty. Come on, that's too much time Ah, oh, come on. Howdy, oh, howdy, to Welcome to the ade- podcast. Ade- ade-. I'm Junior go Ever Junior. How's it, how's, it, how's it? Oh, bro, we get we get bro, we get we get people from other countries hopping in, bro. That's all we get. So, so, bro, we like to welcome you to the podcast. We like to say mahalo to all you guys, and um, especially to all countries that just join us, like in a little while, bro. Yeah, bro. Like, like, okay. So, Ireland was was not the original country. One of the you know the guys, right? So Ireland is on board now. Ghana is on board now. Poland, oh bro, Poland, South Africa, Israel, Australia, United Kingdom, Netherlands, bro. We just like to say mahalo, and uh, we like to welcome them to the podcast, right? You know, so we talk about the law of attraction. That's our primary purpose of the podcast. And then what I do is like, you know, I cannot talk about other people's lives, right? So I got to talk about my own. So so I just relate everything, you know. Like, cause people ask me right now, Junior, especially the young kids, they, like, oh, Uncle, how you do this? How you do that? How you, how you got to sing with an orchestra? You know, you know what I'm saying, right? And so all this stuff, I tell them, I said, you know, Uncle, been studying the law of attraction for a long time, but it's not something like I woke up yesterday and I said, okay, we're gonna do them. and then everything magically fell into place. No, it's on practice. See. So first, what I did was I did years of affirmations, right? Well, I still do them, but I mean, you know, it took about two months when I first did them, right? I first did them, and then it took about a couple months. And I look back and I go, "Oh, what I did, you know, like like the, how many things that I wrote down came out?" And when I saw that, like ninety percent of what I wrote down came out, I was like, "Oh, bro, this this is real. This is a thing, right? You know, because." Right, you know, watch all that stuff, you know, you see them on the net, right? You're watching YouTube, Netflix, and they tell you, well, this is the deal right here. This is the real stuff. This is what you got to do, right? But how many times, I mean, like, when you see them, right? I mean, how many times you just going to see something, you go, okay, good, that's what. That's what. That's That's what's going to work, right? No, you, you check them out, you go, well, I don't know if they going to work, and, you know, and you try them. Right. So I thought, well, I'm going to test the water and I'm going to do this for two months. But if this is not good, right, if the thing, the bugger don't work, then pow, bro, I'm not going to do this again. Right. Because I'm not going to be a stupid fool writing down affirmations. Right. And then nothing's going on. Like nothing's happening. Nothing's working. Right. So that's what I did. So I wrote them down for two months and then I stopped and I looked back and I'm like, whoa. So people go, oh, well, that's all you did. And we go, no, bro, I studied this stuff. So, I went to these seminars, I went to these lectures. So, one of them I'm going to talk about today is Dr. Amit Goswami. Now, if you guys like, know, so his last name is spelled G O okay? <laughs> Swami. Okay? enough spelled S W A M I. Swami, right? Goswami. And, and so, so, he's the, the world's leading expert on quantum physics, right? The leading expert. This guy is so heavy. But this guy is into dimensions, dimensions. So, you know, Dr. Michiro Kaku, he's another one, right? So, Dr. Kaku and, and this guy is like the two leading guys in the world, right? But this guy is like, he's a little bit ahead of, of Dr. Kaku in, in a lot of people's opinions, not just mine, right? So, I went, so this guy came to Honolulu. Yeah, right. hmm So, when I heard that, I'm like, oh, bro, I got to go see this guy, right? So I, I gotta go to the lecturer. Right? So see so a lot of people think, well, you know, he's the funny guy on the radio, or he he's the he's the comedian, he's the entertainer. bro. that's that's what I do to let off stress, right? It's what I do for let off stress. So so what I do in, in my real time is I'm a teacher, right? So I I've been teaching for thirty years, right? And then and then I've been studying for a lot longer than that, right? And so so all of my my stuff, right, is based on my studies. I mean everything. Right so here for you when you go to our website hereforyou.live my life coaching bro that's based on years of study right so 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 anyway so we go to the meeting right we go sit down the conference and he's giving his lecture right and we and everybody's you know they all they're all watching everybody's all tuning in and so he said you know what cuz this guy's from India and and he's in a, he's he lives in the united states but he's from India and he says you know you guys in western culture you guys get Get them all wrong, you guys doing it. Was well, like I was listening to Foghorn Leghorn. You know he's got, you're doing it all wrong, son. You're doing it all wrong, boy. Right? So I, I was listening to this because so he's telling us that we doing them wrong. So he so he said the problem with you guys in the Western world, right? In the United States, like that, right? And in England and like Europe, that he goes, but hey, you guys, you guys push, push, push. Right, do 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 push push push, and and he goes. The problem with you guys is you guys don't understand the rhythm of physics, and we was like, whoa, the rhythm of physics. And we were all looking at each other, we looking at him, we looking around, right? Cause you know I don't know how many physicists was in the audience, right? But but we like, us guys was like normal guys, we like regular people, right? And I was sitting there with a doctor. Right? You know, she was a PhD and and we had some other doctors and PhDs in the house, right? But they wasn't in physics, you know, they was in different areas. And so 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 we're we sitting down. So he goes, he goes, you know the problem is when you when you exert energy, right? So you put energy into something. So so the law of attraction says that whatever you place your focus on intensifies, right? So when you're putting your energy into something, let's say you're doing a project. Okay, so you jamming that project because you want that project to come out and, you know, you like max out the project, right? So when you're doing that, okay, your momentum is going in one direction, right? Now, in order for the momentum to come back to you, okay, so like, you know, like karma, right? They say, whatever you do comes back, right? And that's true, okay? But, you you know, if you keep doing stuff, right, the longer it's going to take to come back, but when the bugger come back, he's going to hit you. You see what I'm saying? But but the problem was, he said you gotta establish the rhythm. So his rhythm was, he goes, "It's really simple, Doobie, doobie, doo," and we was like laughing, right? <laughs> like doobie, doobie, doo, cause you know, we, you know, kind of like Scooby Doo but different. And so you know, we was listening, right? So doobie, dooby doo, okay. So everybody in the room was thinking doobies, cause these guys are like from the '60s, right? All oh, these guys older than me, right? These guys all old, it? Everybody was like retired or like intellectuals or like, you know, PhDs from the colleges and you know, all that kind of guys. And then you had the guys, you know, the meditation guys. <laughs> you had all those guys. All the spiritual community was there. Everybody was like, oh, okay, okay. And, and, but he was coming from the scientific point of view. And he said, he said, bro, you need energy, right? So you put energy out. He goes, what you got to do after that is you got to relax and you got to let, you got to let the goodness come back, right? Or whatever you put in. Now, hopefully you're putting out goodness, right? So if you're working on something, say you like manifest on car, right? If you keep, if you keep going, oh, I got to manifest this guy, got to manifest this car, got to manifest it, bro, you're never going to get the car because you're pushing them farther and farther away from you, right? Now, there's all variations, you know, like everybody going different method on how to do this, Right. But when we heard this, right, we was like, oh, we got to adjust some stuffs, Because this guy is a physicist. I mean, he knows stuff that we don't know. And they do experiments, but they, they experiment, right? So, and the thing is kind of deep. It's like, well, if, uh, you know, things only happen when you observe it, right? And we're like, what? And <laughs> I mean, deep kind, bro, deep kind stuff. And so, just to keep it simple, right? Hawaiians, we're going to, we're going to tell you guys, for the law of attraction... The formula is do be do be do. First you do and then you be. Okay? I mean you can you can take a nap. I mean that kind, right? When you listen when you listen to Esther Hicks, right? Esther Hicks will tell you, you know, you got to just go take a nap and you're going to reset and when you wake up, a whole new set of circumstances is going to come, right? Now the thing where people go wrong is when they when they get the B part, right? So they do, right? They exert the energy Okay, and then they're gonna rest, right? Now the thing is, when you carry the negative emotions into the next do, okay. So you do something, right? You're putting out your energies, okay. Then you be, okay. And now all the energies is ready to come back from the vortex, okay. Esther Hicks calls it the vortex, right? So so the vortex is where everything is stored up. All that you know, good stuff will come back to you. And the energy that you put out, right? You're attracting that from the vortex. Okay. So, so then you be right now, all these things coming in, coming your way, right? So the, the, the bad part that happens is people is carrying their worry, their frustration, their anger, you know, all this in memory. Okay. So this is all memory, right? And then, so, so, so this, this starts happening. And, and so, so let's say you take a nap. Right after you do something or you try to manifest something. Okay, so you place your intention with emotion, then you let them go, then you take a nap. Okay. Now, when you when you wake up, right, if you're thinking about, if you say you're worrying about something, or you're worrying how you gonna pay your light bill or your mortgage or what whatever, right? And then you worried about, oh man, oh, I remember I had this bad experience the other week, and that uh, this happened, and that was bad, and okay, so pretty soon what you're doing. Right, you're not really uh, fully aware of of this, but you're pushing things away. Okay, so now you're in a state where things can come, but because of all these right, all these stuff, right, you you pushing them away, right? So so there's there's a lot of, of research that has been done in this area, and and these PhDs and these doctors and you know Greg Braden and all these guys right, and they would tell you. You know, when when this happens, right, and you start thinking about all this, you carry the memory from the next day to the next day to the next day. What you're going to do is you're going to keep living the same life, right? So I have clients and I have students, right? So my students or my voice students and some of them, you know, I see the problem. I I see the issues, right? And so I I try to to address those issues. and, And we've been very successful in fixing a lot of those issues, right? So, so what we do is, you know, I, I, I kind of, I kind of life coach him a little bit too, because, you know, the voice is a very good healing mechanism. Now, I don't know if you guys, you know, that's a, not a podcast always, but, but yes, frequency is a very healing mechanism. Okay. So you can heal a lot of stuff with frequency and your voice produces frequency, right? And so it gets into endorphins and oxytocin and it gets into all kinds of stuff, but, but, that's why I I incorporate a little bit of life coaching into my voice students, so because you know especially when I see that thing right now you can always tell who is the negative ones, and who is the ones that really getting positive. The negative ones are the ones that are locked up in their thinking. I mean they really so so you can describe it as being really tight with their thinking. Okay, and tight with their thinking means fixed. You know, like, like they fixed, they locked in, right? They're looking, they hard for change their mind about stuff. See, the easiest people to work with, right? The easiest people to change. The easiest people to go, hey, we can show you a better way if you're willing. Okay. That's the part, the will part. Okay. So the willing, right, is, is that ability to consider two sides, you know? So, if somebody is used to, you know, so this is where we get into the memory again, okay? Follow me, Hawaiians. So, so this is where we get into the memory. Now, the memory, right? You remember all this stuff that happened to you. And you remembering all this bad stuff that happened to you. you remembering all these issues that you get, right? Now, you're carrying them from day to day to day. By the time they get to me, right? These people, okay? I can tell. I can tell who is, who is actually on the more... You know, let's say, uh, let's say more locked up side or closed off side, right? And those that are more open. And so, to open up somebody that's really closed, okay, it's it's a process. And sometimes you gotta scold them. <laughs> I mean, you know, if they're real hot head, sometimes you gotta scold them. You guys say, hey, that's not the way it works. Come on, and you gotta demonstrate to them, right? But as you demonstrate and as you start opening people up. And, and you start opening that you're opening their thinking, okay, and you opening up their mind, okay, because a closed mind is is very dangerous. It's dangerous to to the person, you know what I mean? So, so you, but you gotta open them slow. You gotta open them slow, you know. And and even people like Mama, right? So Mama is eighty three years old, okay, but her mind can open, right? Now sometimes, right, because you know because I'm her kid, right. Sometimes that mind will not open for me, okay, but it will open for somebody else, right? Somebody else will come along, and I, you know. But I noticed in recent years, right, the more facts that that I give her, and this is an 83-year-old female, okay, very educated 83-year-old female. The more information I give her, right, the more when I talk to her, she's, she's, she opens up. Right now, before, like when I was young kid time, right? You know, so parents always do that. Like, ah, what do these kids know? You see what I'm saying? And and then they—that's the old school thinking, right? The old school thing. And then they all closed up. So anyway, even even for somebody like that at 83, you can still make progress with that. Okay, you can make progress with any human being. No human being is beyond repair, Hawaiians. Okay, and and human beings are resilient. Okay. But the ones that get the hardest time, okay, the ones that are so close for so many years and they're really tight in their thinking, okay, those guys, you got to do them slow. You know, like I said, sometimes, yeah, you got to scold them, but you do them slowly, okay, and you start to have them work on their memory okay, it's because, because the focus, right, the focus is where you, where you place that attention in the law of attraction, okay, wherever you place that attention, so yeah, you place the attention on positivity, if somebody's real negative, we don't, we don't like on close mind, right, as soon as the positivity is finished, you know, so you have them focus on something positive, point things out about themselves, they're doing right, okay, as soon as you stop doing that, right, Boom! They go right back, right? So it's a longer journey, is what I'm saying, right? And and what you do is you point out the positive things about somebody. Okay, so so you know, like in regular everyday life, we don't have that. I don't know. I don't know too many people that hang out with their friends and their friends is like, you know what you're really good at? You're really good at at knitting, or you know what you're good at, bro? You, you really want good cabinet maker? I mean, you know, right? Right? So when we with our friends, what we doing? we razzing our friends. So negativity is is a natural thing for the human mind, the reptilian brain. That's the left side brain. And that left side brain will lock you up. Okay? So the left side, but I tell you, so so we get so used to that, we get negative self-talk, right? And negative self-talk is, is the talk that we tell ourselves about ourselves that's negative, right? So, so a lot of people suffer from that too. So when they're not around their friends razzing them, they're rising themselves in the head because they're remembering. So we got get back to memory again. They, they're remembering that issue or that instance or whatever was said or you know, whatever. So, but that's you know, getting getting real deep into this is another podcast. But the doobie doobie do, Hawaiians, be, do be, do okay? So you do, then you be. Then you do, then you be. So you put out, you exert energy, and then you relax. You exert energy, and then you relax, okay? So you go do what you got to do. Like for me, right? I do this podcast. I do YouTube. I do Instagram. I do all this stuff, right? But I have a rhythm to it. So that's why you don't see podcasts every day, right? Because I do, then I be. Then I do, then I be. You know, but I had to learn this because before, oh, bro, it was massive burnout. It was do, 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 push, 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 right? Especially with the careers, a lot of people push with their careers. Okay, Hawaiians, if you push too hard with your career, you can going to actually mess them up in the long run, like the end game, okay, because a lot of people get to where they think they're going to get, right, where they want to get, where they think they want to get, okay, so like, say, say it's CEO, right, so like for me, it was Waikiki Show, right, in the entertainment part of my life, right? So, in the teaching part of my life, I'm not even there yet, right? I'm working towards towards that part, right? But in the, in the entertainment, we, we were in maximum or already. I mean, where are we going? We did everything we could do. We did recordings. We did Waikiki show. We did all of that. We did lounges. We did any kind. Benefits. We did all of that. Okay? So, but but the lesson was, when we got to the Waikiki show, what happened, right, was I, I came in the room opening night we had the biggest opening night that the Princess Kailani Hotel ever had. So, for you guys in Pakistan, listening, Israel, you guys, okay? So, so this is a hotel. This is a, this is a Waikiki hotel with a showroom that holds, uh, I think it holds 400 people. And we had like almost capacity. I think we had capacity. So, so we, we had like, I mean, everything that the fire, uh, Laws would allow, right? Because if we had more people, that would be violating the, the, the fire code or whatever. And so we packed this place, right? And we get pictures, pictures on my Facebook, pictures all over the place, and we packed this place. Then, right? We when I was walking in, right? And I, and I thought, oh, when I get on the stage, I'm gonna feel accomplished. I'm gonna feel, right? Like, I'm gonna be king of the world, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the man, I'm gonna be, you know, and, and I had all this kind of stuff in my head, right? So I'm go walking through the, the showroom, you know, after the, the announcement came on, you know, and then I walk into the introduction, right? And I walk into the, t- shaking hands with everybody and kissing everybody, you know, and I make my way up to the stage. When I got on the stage, I took off my shoes as a tribute to the Beach Boys. I took off my shoes, and only the guys that knew, knew. Only the beach boys in the house knew. Only those guys, you know, a lot of people was probably like, hey, what the hell are you doing taking off his shoes? But I was a beach boy back in the day. In in my high school days, surfing, you know, taking girls, surfing lessons. I did the whole trip. Tandem surfing, did all of that, right? Everybody used to line up on the beach, take pictures, right? Because nobody in my generation did them. I was the only guy in my generation that did them. At uh, you know, at the beach, I did them at right. So everybody like, oh wow, brah, this is new, right? And then that was old, bro. That was like Duke Anamoku. It was like years and years ago. So so I I get up, I take off my shoes, I throw my shoes on the side of the stage, right? You know, and then and I sing my song and I look out over the audience, and I'm expecting, right? I'm expecting like I'm gonna feel like, like oh, I've arrived, right? And I'm looking up, I'm, I'm like. Yeah, I'm not getting no feeling And I'm looking around like I'm like, yeah, So I'm supposed to be nervous or something like, And I'm looking around and I'm I'm going, bro, I'm not even nervous Now, I'm singing my opening song, right? I'm not even finished with the opening song I'm singing And the thoughts I have in my head is like Bro, this is not what I thought <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, no regrets, Hawaiians, right? I mean, we spent $11,000 uh, on the contract Right, because we didn't have any sponsors, nobody wanted for sponsors, so we did them ourselves. Right, and we spent 11 grand, we chewed on 11 grand to live our dreams. That's what life is about. Life is about living your dreams, okay. And so many people are so scared, bro. They're scared to live their dreams, they're scared, it frightens them, okay. So, but us guys, bro, we, we just go, you know what I mean. So, my the whole theme of my life, if you really want to make it real simple, okay. You know, if they're going to write any... They're not going to write anything on my account. Because I'm not going to even... I'm not going to even have one funeral. There will be no funeral service. There will be no nothing. There will be no headstone, no grave, no nothing. Right? And and my ashes is going to be spread in private. Okay? But I can tell you one thing. If I had one headstone, right? It would just say... The guy that lived his dreams. That's it. Period. The guy that lived it... Not, not something like... Oh, this was a great man, you know. Augie T always tell me, like, how he, like, be remembered, you know. I, I crack up because I don't like be remembered, you know what I mean? I came to the planet to live my dreams, and that's exactly what I did. I fulfilled my mission, right? My mission is not anybody else's mission. Everybody else is on their own, you know what I'm saying? I don't want people standing around crying, when Oh, you know, Junior, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, brah, come on. You know, you, you go to the funeral, what happens? You go to a funeral. You go to the funeral, you're sad, you're in the emotion of the moment. You remember this guy, oh, he was a great guy, He's a good guy. You're driving home, right? Hey, we're going to stop for chicken. And you, you got all zippies or something, you go plate, right? And you grind it. And then, and then what? When you're going home, bro, you got your life to live, right? And and, and the memory and all of that tribute and everything is pow. And it, bro, to me, it's pointless. I mean, you know, it's not pointless. I mean, it's good to remember people, you know. But you remember them in your heart. You remember that the 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 interaction you had with those people. You remember if the guy was good to you or not, or if he was good to you, cherish that. If he was not good to you, let him go. You know, you know what I'm saying, Hoyts. So I was standing on a stage, right, and I was expecting this feeling, and I never had. And I was looking around. I go, bruh, this is just one big baby party. That, that's all, right? This is one big baby party. And that's when I realized what Don Ho was telling me all along. He told me this for years, bro. He told me, hey, eh, it's the music business. right?" Well, he never said him like that. He said him like this. Yeah, it's the music business. So that, that's how he said them. But, but Uncle Don, and that's what he said. He said, bro, this is the music business because he didn't want to get, he didn't want me to get caught up in the fantasy thing, okay? But on the way to the, to the showroom, right, all those years, the years that we did pulling parties in the neighborhood, right? Which is where we got the money to throw down in Waikiki, right? So, so it was all the, the baby parties, the, the weddings, you know, all of that. And it's work, bro, it's work from the time we start to the time we finish. And, and some weekends, five parties, it's a lot of work, right? But, but that was the part. That was the part. That was the, the important part, the journey. Because when I got to the showroom, right? That was all in my head. All, all the stuff I, you know, cause when you're in the audience and you seen the production, right? That's in your head. When you get to be the production, right? It's different. And then, so, so that night taught me some valuable lessons, Hawaiians, okay? Number one, it's about the journey, right? Because the journey was way more fun than the showroom. I can tell you that. The journey was way more fun. The fun part about the, the showroom part was that when we was, when we was striving for the showroom, when we was in the neighborhoods going, one day, bro, one day, we, we up at Mililani Rec 5 right now, but one day we're going to be in the showroom. Right? So, that was the goal. Okay? But I can tell you that the best part of the showroom was bringing all the guys that work with me, or work actually work for me. All these guys, they work for me all these years. Me and Bully, they work for us. You know, we hired the Hula Girls. We hired Sam, by the Sam Jam, Spencer. All these guys, they work for us. Right? Our, our other sound guys we had. Okay? We, we brought them all. We brought them all to Waikiki. Well, we brought we brought Sam. We, we had to hire the the showroom sound guys and, you know, but Sam sang, he performed in Waikiki. That was the goal, Hawaiians. So the goal is about how many people you can bring with you on your journey. You know, how many people can you bring with you? How many people can you give an experience to like that? You know what I mean? And And like if you're in a different trade, right? If you're a carpenter, how many apprentices can you lift up how many apprentices can you take under your wing, and teach, and watch them grow, and watch them prosper, and and watch them become journeymen? You see what I'm saying? So, so it's it's always like that, bro. It's about the journey, and it's about how many people you can take on that journey, cause, bro, the journey gonna be pretty lonesome if you by yourself. You see what I'm saying, Hawaiians? So the doobie doobie doo, right? So, so up until that point, to the show, showroom, it was like do, 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 right, and was only like maybe, I think it was about maybe six, maybe six to eight months before the showroom that I saw Doctor Goswami, and when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, I've been doing them wrong, right, and and so I started developing this rhythm. That rhythm led to the showroom. Right? Combined with the affirmations, combined with the vision boarding, combined with everything, right? And part of the vision boarding was actually vision. Was actually going down to the hotel and say, excuse me, can I see a showroom? And they go, okay, because you gotta, you gotta know your target, right? And they, they let me inside just to look, right? And I walked up on the stage and I just eyed out the joint for a little while. I just put it in my head. I look left, look right, look at everything. I look look in the back, everything. So that I could visualize at home. And then at home, right, we had on small little room, one practice bedroom. Never had nothing inside, just instruments. In Kali Valley, right? And every time we would practice, I would look at the floorboard, but I would see the showroom that I saw in my head. See, and that was the visualization uh, visualization process, right? You, so you visualize to materialize, right? But instead of push, 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 at that point, right? We would just practice, and then okay, we take a break, right? And then and then we take a break, you know. Then the next day we go work, and then you know the next day we had off. And instead of instead of you know practicing like maniacs, right? Because we used to do that. We used to practice hard, like for hours. So I used to ask Brother Wayne, right? I used to ask him, how come, like, like when do you, you, you know, like, because he was so good. He was a musical genius. I said, how much do you practice? Like, what is your rules for practicing? And, and you know, because some people say, well, two hours a day, uh, you practice guitar or piano or whatever. And he said, um, you practice till you're tired. And, and to me, that was prolific, right? I was going, whoa. I was like, wow, you back to tired. Cause, cause I can play, right? And, and, you know, so, so to me, right, with my energy and, and what he said, right, that could be a three hour practice. That could be four hours. That could be five hours. And so some of our practice sessions was like that. It was crazy. I mean, it was the best. It was the best of times. It was the best fun I've ever had, right? But sometimes it just went like that. Sometimes we sat down in in the evening at 7 o'clock and we didn't finish till midnight. We didn't finish till 1 o'clock in the morning. And that's at the point at when we got tired. So all of this, right? Looking at the showroom, all of this kind of stuff. When we started doing the dooby dooby doo, that's when things started really falling into place. That's when the showroom came. And the only part about the showroom, right? Like I said, Hawaiians, when you look back, you go, eh, hey, it's the journey, right? It's the journey part. And then, not, not just the journey, but how many people you can bring with you, you know? Cause I tell you, it, it's really especially for you young guys right now. Like right? a lot of young guys ask me, Uncle, how you did this, how you did that. We see all this stuff on social media. We see all this stuff on Instagram. We see all this the okay? kind how you did how you did all this stuff. You know, we see that you did all this stuff. We saw the videos. We seen all that stuff. We go to the website. We see all of this. How did you do it? Very simple, Hawaiians. You just have to have your goals in order. Right? Set up your goals, write them down. Okay? Write them down. Then take baby steps towards your goals. But, okay, this is the big fat but. <laughs> this is the big fat but. We learned at a certain point. And like I said, it was probably eight, eight months before that we got the show, the big show. Right? Because before that was push, 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 work, work, work. And we thought everything was hard work. We thought that was the way you get stuff hard work. It's not hard work. You cannot, you cannot think hard. Um, you you got to work. Guarantee. Garen's ball bearings, You got to work. Okay? But there's a rhythm to work. There's a rhythm. You do and you be. And you do and you be. Because there is a higher power. You are a vibrational being. And you work with vibration. That's it. And when you're gone, you're gone. Hawaiians. You only have so many years and so many days and so many months. Right? Of life. Okay, so you got to apply this stuff. You got to apply everything, right? And, and when you get the rhythm, the rhythm of life, you know, maybe one day I should write a book, you know, about the rhythm. Because when we started following this rhythm of Dr. Amit Goswami, write them down, Amit A-M-I-T and then Goswami, G-O-S-W-A-M-I, bruh, this guy is mean. This guy is mean. He will he will give you perspectives in your life that, that you go, Whoa, wow, that was deep. You, you see what I'm saying? But when you apply this this formula, it really, really works. Because otherwise, the alternative is you push, 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 push. And then one day you no can push no more because you're all out of gas lines, right? Because you're oh Sorry. I got to go. I got to go away. But, but yeah... You cannot burn yourself out. You know, us guys, we never burn out because we had plenty of energy. Some people, they burn out, bro, let me tell you. And we still see them out there performing today and they're all burnt, bro, they're fried. Hey, we'd like to thank Island Club and Spa, one of our sponsors. Also, Voicemaster Enterprises, family of service companies, and also AFM Hawaii Music featuring the music of Darren Chiden, available right now on iTunes. Go we'll download them today. Hey, we we'll see you guys on the next podcast, Hawaii. This is Junie with Junie and mahalo and Aloha.